Any day, Jeremy. Any day, Jeremy. We're recording. I was My phone, I didn't realize how low my phone is. So I've got to charge it while we're potting. So. This is, this is great for the. Is it recording right now? It's recording. We're 37 seconds in. Hold on. Any day, I, Jeremy. I, I got a plug in my dude. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, my dude's plugged in. <laughs> I think I'm ready to go now that my dude is plugged in. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Brad. Why don't we welcome everybody to... Briggity bro, <laughs> the Briggity Bro Bob's Running Podcast. Briggity, I'm out of breath. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. That was hard. Woo! You realize for all of our podcast listeners, which like outweighs YouTube, probably I don't. Have, I would dare say a hundred to one. Oh, maybe really? fifty to one. Maybe it's really? five to one. Whatever it is, it's it's grossly more than the views that we get on YouTube. You spend all of this time and energy. Just gassing yourself to make an intro that the majority of the viewers or auditory listeners get no appreciation for other than hearing you huff and puff. Now, are you saying I'm a Hufflepuff? You huff and puff a lot for for what reason? No one knows. To welcome the people to the freaking... <laughs> You're the same color as that maroon sweatshirt you're wearing. Nice. I wore this to the thing today, to the college counseling thing. That's fantastic. Quite, quite dapper. People were like, who? Who is that gentleman? And I was like, I am me. Did anyone even introduce themselves to you? Yes, I met a number of people I didn't know. Probably 12. It's more it than nice. our last... That's more than our last YouTube video. No. Yep. No. Jeremy, we Brad. are. How far away are we from our next race? You are counting just, it down. I think just over six weeks. I don't even think about it, to be honest. Just this over six is weeks. Is that right? Something like that. An absolute no. less than five, six weeks. Five weeks, four days. This race is going to be an absolute catastrophe for me. So, if I can get through it, fantastic. If I can't, I don't even care. I might, I might just walk the whole thing. Where are you going to stay in DC? Are you ever going to book a room or what? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Somebody said that they were going to look into it. And let me know. I've been asking for a month, if not longer, and you know, 
I don't like whatever way it needs to work is what it's going to be. So I just need to know what are we doing, Brad? What are we doing? Well, we're going to DC to run the rock and roll half marathon. Yep. DC baby. So any you, of you guys want to come and meet us and do real you think, light? Do you think there's any hills there? Oh yeah. Really? Big time. Is the Marine Corps hilly? The Marine Corps? Yeah. Corps Marathon? Is it hilly? <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's not like crazy hilly, but it's got some significant hills. Like the last quarter mile, not the last quarter mile, like tenth of a mile, like at the very end, it's just like straight up a hill like this. They kill, They get you. They get you. Big time. Again, so for a podcast, if it's straight up a hill and then you go like this, <laughs> what does this mean? Probably, I would say it's close to 80 degrees is what it feels like. Like just going up a hill that's really? 80 degree. Yeah. I'm sure huh. it's not that because that would be nearly impossible to do. But I'm thinking that it feels like that. I'm, I'm basically 100% sure they're not allowed, <laughs> surely not in our nation's capital, to make roadways that are at an 80% incline. Look, who knows? Like, I'm not going to put it past no, them. No, I, kn- I know, actually. A- Listen, it could be the road going up to the White House or something. Think about it. If you have something like that, how could anybody possibly ever try to attack? You couldn't drive up that bad boy. You couldn't do it. (laughs) You'll have to have ladders. And then we can just tar and feather them. Let's bring it back to the old times, baby. (laughs) See, I'm I'm being thoughtful. Sometimes going forward is not really going forward. Sometimes going forward is like going backward. Oh, this is going backwards for sure. <laughs> it's better than the last one we did. <laughs> Talking about going backwards, how's your running? Going forwards. So that's is a it? Good thing. Uh, as much as it can be, I ran. So you times. you went backwards for six weeks, and now we're going forwards again. I, I now I'm no no no. I'm just not going backwards as fast. So, I would say any progress versus. I don't know how much progress. Like is being basically, made all you have to do is run, and you're getting in better shape than you were. So I ran four times this week. So, like I said, I was going to double what I did last week. So I ran four times this week. That puts me at a total of seven times this year. Seven times I've run this year. In how many days? Thirty-six days. So. Um, well, three you know, weeks ago, you did a whopping three miles. Then you did six miles. Then you did 15. So you've been over doubling. You've been doubling (sighs) plus your mileage each week. That's reckless. That's absolutely reckless. Reckless. Brad, can you tell us about your running? You, the most you've had to this before this week has been what? 30 miles. You said before this week, 30. Yeah. Yeah. And then what did you do? 36.75. 36.75. That's if I was going to double 20%, it. If I was if I was going to double it though like you did, I'd be doing 60 miles. Right, it's obviously and it, easier and to double the I lower obviously, mileage. I obviously know that's not healthy. You should be adding 10% a week. <laughs> yeah, well you added 20, Brad. So that 3 miles I would argue was reckless in week 1 because you did it all <laughs> in one fell swoop. Should have gone 3 days at 1 mile a day. Right, and then 1.1 for three days? Yeah, because that'll get me there real good. (laughs) Jesus, I wouldn't be able to run a marathon in a year. 
Not my problem. I think somebody's trying to keep me down, Brad. Nope. I think you're sitting back. I think you have like some kind of doll on your end, and you just have like a needle, and you keep like with my face on it, and you just keep putting a needle into my Achilles. It's like, <laughs> got you, dude. A voodoo doll. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I couldn't think of the of the specific religion. I knew it was one of those dolls that it was a facsimile of a facsimile of like what that person was. But yeah. I might doll. get a voodoo doll of Jeremy and just. <laughs> then I could just use that as a, my excuse for everything. It'd be great. Just everything bad luck in your life would be attributed like, to that. I get that voodoo fired doll. From my job. Oh, that was voodoo Brad. Doll. That was Brad. Damn, damn Brad. How would you get somebody fired with a voodoo doll? Like <laughs> you make me go back a kid or something. I understand <laughs> oh, inflicting pain to it. No, you just have my arm like randomly go out like this, and I'm just walking by. I smack a kid. Probably not ideal. I wouldn't do that, by the way. That's against my morals. But you could make me do it if you had my voodoo, a voodoo doll of me. And so, how is this egregious incline of running gone for you? My Achilles doesn't hurt any worse than it has hurt. That's, so good. that's good. It's not any better. Like every day I wake up, I can barely walk. And then I get to the point where I can walk. It is tendonitis because it does lessen as the day goes on. And I'm like, I'm moving more, but every step I can feel it. So, um, I guess I just have to deal with it. Maybe so, if but, I get the super comp elite trainer, four, three, nine, two ones, they might help. Yep. See, maybe, maybe. I just, I'm not shelling out for them. Maybe when we get closer to the marathon. Then what? Then I'll get them. I can save for them. What I is this save. motion? <laughs> when we get closer to the marathon. <laughs> I'm not sure saving for them, buddy. So how many miles are you going to run this week? <laughs> if, I, if I stick to the plan, I'm doubling, baby. I'm running eight eight times. I'm running eight days this week, and I'm doubling from fifteen to thirty. Wow, eight days this week. <laughs> I mean, I, if I if I stick with the plan, I have to double everything I've done. So eight days uh-huh. this week, fifteen to thirty. No, so I think I'm going to go five days, and I think I'd like to hit closer to twenty. So that'd be good. That would be four miles a day, which I don't think is excessive. Um, yeah, I know long I, run. Yes. A long run. So that's an average of five miles a day. I'm not saying I'm going to run for four miles a day. I'm not saying I'm going to run four miles every day. Like tomorrow I plan on running like 30 minutes. So that's only going to be three and a half. What are you doing with your, with your, what are you doing with, with, your, with your microphone? You weirdo. I don't know. I didn't even notice I was doing that. <laughs> 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 that was lewd <laughs> that was weird Brad that was lewd I think now we can't even have like we have to put a I don't know have we cussed yet this one parental nope. advisory parental advisory Brad because of I'll, you I'll have to blur it out <laughs> <laughs> the handling of the microphone is just blurred so I think I'm thinking about getting a microphone Brad and you're gonna plug it into your phone yeah, they have those for that. Okay, great. 
So I can just like, and now it's a microphone. I don't know that the sound is even better. I just feel way more professional. Like, I feel like a podcaster under this. No. See, Katie says every time she listens to me listening to us, that I sound like I've got a lisp. So. You don't? No, I don't have a lisp. Seriously? No, I don't have a lisp. Uh-huh. Do I have a lisp? Am Seems lispy? like it. Am I lispy? So, Jeremy. Bradford. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the U.S. Olympic marathon trials. Okay, I was wondering if you were talking about something else. We could talk about any number of things, <laughs> but yes. The U.S. Olympic marathon trials. Pretty so cool did you watch it at on. all? I, I didn't watch the entirety of it, but I did watch recaps of both races. Pretty cool stuff was going on out there. It was hot. Stupid Florida. It looked warm. It, I think it was more than just looking warm. It looked warm. Yeah. And, so, and Florida's dumb. I'm sorry. I know you're from there. I know you have your mom still lives that. Florida's just dumb. Florida, we can sell it back to wherever we France. France. Let's get rid of it. Why wouldn't we give it back to Native Americans? Like because the Seminole Indian it, tribe? It, or- it's up to them. So you have to it got has to re, you have to reverse engineer it. So from whomever it is that we bought it, you give back to them, and then they have to make the decision because ultimately, I guess like a return at, at um like a like a like a Walmart. So if they wanted, you'd have to send it back to Walmart, and then Walmart in turn would have to give it back to the original occupants, or in this case, um, the Native Americans, hmm. the indigenous people, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. I'm an that, idiot. <laughs> that is, that's some take. <laughs> but, I mean, true. We, I mean, I guess we could, but would they want it is the thing. I, I'm honestly a bit surprised we're still talking about it. Brad, can I say I really like your sweater today? Thanks Thank you. Pretty nice. Yeah, you look I had I went to a couple of Levi's basketball games and I wore this for like twice. Yeah. And then another time I wore it was like a uh, I don't know, a Western themed golf shirt. No, it was a sweatshirt. I think I may have worn it on the podcast before. It's a good sweatshirt. And yeah. uh, and Levi's basketball coach and he came up as he's <laughs> like, is this your whole new vibe like Southwestern? vibe like he goes he goes not that i'm against it it just seems like you've really gone this direction and i i said well you know the i'm starting to hang dream catchers off of my rearview mirror and (laughs) (laughs) you have you have spear horns on the front of your car yeah yeah good our house is covered in like southwestern themed it's got like kachina dolls and Sounds great, Brad. I can't wait to come visit again. Like Western themed paintings. (laughs) Yeah. So are you going to take us on a tour? I'd like to see this. My. (laughs) You're paneling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Can we get back to the Olympic marathon? Oh, it was in Florida, which sucks. But yes, let's go. So one, I'll give you I'll give you a couple of uh, takes. One, I honestly thought that the 
the routing, uh, the entire atmosphere that I saw in Orlando was awesome. Yeah. So the way, the way that it was routed, um, the way, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think, I think maybe I had a greater appreciation for, for it. One, because the entire, uh, us Olympic trials village was all around, uh, Lake Eola. So I've got an office in like right on Lake Eola on the opposite side of where their village was. And then the village was right in front of Disney World's amphitheater. So if you ever see a picture of downtown Orlando, there's always an amphitheater. It's yeah. typically painted in rainbow colors. Uh, my dad built that for Disney World. No shit. Yep. That's pretty cool, man. So everywhere that they went, like I know every street, just like by buildings that they were going around. So I think I had a greater sense of appreciation for for what happened. But I heard that the like downtown was just an absolute zoo. So with all the lane closures didn't obviously help, but there was no. just runners everywhere for the entire week. If like watching on social media, there was a bunch of like uh, Hoka had its own little village and coffee yeah. shop and group runs and. I think I, I had a friend who went down there with Hoka to watch. The, oh yeah, the, yeah. His name is Mark. He works at the running shop that I used to go to frequently. It's pretty cool. So you just mentioned Hoka. I just figured I would let you know that I had yeah. a friend who. I guess gives me some clout. Are you really friends with him? Do you have his phone number? Yeah, I do. When was the last time you've called him? Uh, I mean, I haven't called him in a while, but mm. I mean, some last friend song was when, was when you were here. It's a real close friend. I didn't say he was like my best friend. I know, but you, when we were in Virginia Beach, you had to introduce yourself like, hey, Mark, I'm Jeremy. Do you remember Jeremy Clover? <laughs> no, we used to work to like together. <laughs> I did not have to be like that. No. So he got to go down there on, on Hoka, like with Hoka. I don't know if it was on their dime, but I'm sure it was. I'm sure they just picked up the tab or whatever. So I saw some cool tracksmith stuff that was going on there. And then the entire race was put on by Track Shack, which is where I used to do all of my shoe shopping when I was in middle school and high school for running shoes. Ah, Track right, Shack. Right on Mills Avenue. Pretty cool. That's a cool name for a running shop. Track Shack. It rhymes. You just do you used to say just going to the shack? No, it's always Track Shack. <laughs> I don't know. I would shorten it. Going to the shack. So men started before the women. They so did. Was see, it ten see, minutes? I, it was. Yeah. I like the lead up. I thought was cool with everything that was happening on social media, etc. And then. Uh, Happened to be out for my Saturday long run, but the men kicked off. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you had any takeaways from the men's race. We'll start with the men's race and then get into the women's race. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool to see Connor Mance and his dude do it. Who's his dude? I didn't know he brought a dude with him. What's his last name? Young? Clayton Young. Yeah. Yeah. Clayton Young. Like partner training partners, that's got to be pretty cool to have. Like that would be like you and me being able to put together any kind of semblance of anything. Like go well, to they that were, ten- they were college teammates. Clayton yeah. Young was older than Mance, 
Yeah. Uh, so he was the upperclassman. Uh, they champions. Yep. So, but weird enough, uh, um, Connor Mance never won cross country, but never won any track titles. I just think he's just a uh, like a strength monster. I don't know how much speed he necessarily has. I just think he's got like he's just got strength out the out of so out of so let's let's body. get right right to the finish. Did Clayton Young just let him win? I think I based on what I saw, it looks like he just kind of was like, "There you go, bud." Like I wonder if they had a like come to a because come to like some kind of understanding because I think first place got like seventy thousand dollars and second place got less than that, like fifty thousand or something along those lines. I wonder if they were like, "Look, I don't think it has anything to do with the prize money. I think it all has to do with sponsorship, uh, money." Yeah, I just think no, I think it's all prize money. So you think there he's just letting him win over twenty thousand dollars? No, I think they're gonna split it. I think he's like okay. So you you, th- you think that Connor Mance didn't get some huge endorsement bonus from Nike for winning oh, the U.S. Olymp? Yeah, but they're gonna put the like prize money for the race, right? No, I don't think so. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I actually I talked to them, and he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> your guess is spot on. Like it was, we were gonna if we went one two, we were gonna cross like with hands." But then, you know, the money that Connor was going to get because of from Nike for winning the, the, the trials. But you just said it was the prize money. The prize money, yes. But the Connor man says he's going to take care of his butt. He's going to be like, all right, let's go to dinner. It's all me tonight. Stuff like that. <laughs> so one in the Falmouth 10 mile, I believe it, it is. Mance let Clayton Young win that. Oh, Why so are you doing that? <laughs> Is that your shocked face? Like, <laughs> possibly. Like, that's the that's... face you would make <laughs> if you walked in a restroom that wasn't locked and you saw somebody mid wipe. Dude, speaking of, at the first rock and roll marathon, at half marathon I did in Virginia Beach when it was still here, I went to a big concert. Like, afterward, I got VIP tickets. And I went to the porta potty and I opened it up and I guess the person did lock it and they were taking, they were pooping. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, oh, oh. and I didn't shut it very quickly because it was just weird. Oh, oh sorry. I closed. It's probably like five seconds. Oh, and then obviously it locked. Uh, but anyway, are you are you done with your poopy story time? Yeah, you know what's wrong with me right now. Yeah, I'm done. Oh man, I was. I'm and crying. I I honestly don't think it's that embarrassing to watch, like to see somebody poop on accident. No, but this is in front of twenty thousand people. I know, but ch- candidly, the only embarrassing part of pooping is the act of wiping. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. the act of pooping is not embarrassing. It's the act of wiping. And then there's, like, levels of just humiliation amongst the wiping. So, like, one, once it's the whole lean over is just embarrassing unto itself. Like, that's the most vile part. 
of pooping. I think pooping. you put a lot of effort and thought into this. Well, just think of it. Like, think, go to the bathroom this evening or tomorrow morning. Okay. And then think about when would be the absolute most humiliating time for somebody to walk in. And it would surely be the one time it would be the reach over and then the look. It'd be the look to see, like, am I done wiping? Yeah. But the thing oh, Jeremy, I just looked over. This was the other one that I was wearing that he's like, sis, you're a whole new vibe. So I was thinking, I, I poop differently. So what I do is I've, I I crawl up onto the seat and I face the wall, not away from the toilet, and I just, like, sit on it. So I think that that would be weird for somebody to walk in on me doing Wait, it's it's like you sit in a chair backwards so like you can rest <laughs> yeah, on but the Yeah, like, I'm not actually sitting on it. My feet are on the toilet seat and I'm just Oh, it's yeah, an, an Asian dump. Yeah, just right into it. Okay. So there, that, that causes for less wiping. Yeah, it's an Asian dump. Yeah, I do that. One, I don't believe you can get into that position. Wait, hold on. I'm on a chair right now. Hold on. I Here we go. Yeah, now you're just sitting on the table. I'm not sitting on the table, bro. Yeah, you are. And, again, Jeremy, I don't know why you can't get this through your head that this is a podcast. that people are not watching this, but perhaps if they know that I'm doing weird shit, that they will watch it. Demonetized right there. We went, we've gone now 25 Minutes and 50 seconds before Jeremy ruins it. By what? Profanity, Jeremy. I already said it once before this, too. Absolutely filthy. Well, Brad, you gotta let me know we're going, we're monetizing. I, we've been getting, I've, I keep getting notices from YouTube saying you've hit every metric to start making money except for Jeremy Clover. He's ruined it for you. <laughs> he specifically, that Jeremy yeah. Clover is keeping you back. Totally it is, back. yeah. So, huh. anyways. Clayton Young did yeah. not let Connor Mance win just for the prize money of the Olympic trials. That's not what I was told, but you go ahead. Continue on. There's no way <laughs> that Nike doesn't have a big, bigger performance bonus than ASICS. So you think that it was – so you think ASICS is going to give him money to come in second? What the – what are you talking about? Who is sponsored by ASICS? Clayton Young. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You think Clayton Young's going to get money from ASICs for getting second place? And he wouldn't rightfully get more money from them wh- for getting wh- first? Why don't you just think think about what I just said? Can you repeat what I just said? Yeah, Nike has more money. Right, exactly. So who would make more money in that scenario? I would think that Clayton will make more money from ASICs. If he gets first, regardless of if Connor got second, he would still, I'm sure, get a significant amount of money. So, so you think the performance bonus for getting first is more from ASICs than Nike? I didn't know, but why Why does it matter? Because for- so, so put it in this scenario. Clayton's young performance bonus from ASICs is $75,000. Okay. He has to win. It's all or nothing. Yep. So no American record, no U.S. Olympic trials record. All they were going to do is there was going to be one winner and one person that got no bonus. Yep. 
Okay. So Nike is going to give Connor Mance $150,000. Okay. And ASICS is going to give Clayton Young 50000 Okay. Right? Okay. And so why would you let somebody win? This happens in cycling all the time that they just say, listen, I'll let you win. We split the bonus. Do they split the bonus? What do you mean, do they? Are they splitting the bonus? Has it come out and been said? I have no idea. So it's all conjecture. Again, this is commonplace in athletics that the person with the bigger bonus, like if you're both making the Olympic team, Clayton Young was only going to get paid 50 from ASICs, or he could split <laughs> 150 from Nike. And get 75. That's the way math works. Yes, that's very good, Jeremy. So you think, I don't know. You don't think he would like to stay on the, because what are the chances they're going to medal? When's the last time an American male meddled? Galen Rupp. Oh, that fucking bag of dirt. Okay. Before that. What do you mean before that? You just asked the last time they meddled. I named the person and you're like, yeah, well, that doesn't count. Like, go back even farther. Now you're saying like current marathoning means nothing. Like, let's go back to the point when Americans were just awful. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay. So here we are. So, okay. Neither of them are going to meddle. What what does that have to do with the Olympic trials? Yeah, no patriotism. What does that have to do with the Olympic trials? Like then, so that way you can say I'm the Olympic trials champion. Which gets you what? Has, have you ever heard anybody, do they either hang their hat on the fact that they're an Olympian or that they won the Olympic trials? I've never heard anybody say, oh, I'm a three-time Olympian and a three-time Olympic trials winner. That's because that hasn't happened. What? What? Jeremy, are you awake? Like, I feel like this is the most asinine conversation that we've ever had. It's like you're not even participating. How am I not participating? So you're just telling me, and it's fine, that Connor Mance won because his bonus is bigger and they're going to split the bonus. Yes. So they're just splitting all the money because... To win the Olympic trials is another 75K, right? Something along those lines. And second place gets what? 60. Like 50. Like 50 or 60. So they're just going to make the difference in that too. So the whole thing is just the two of them splitting all of the money. Yes. Okay. That's fine. That's what I was assuming. I told you that and you told me no. I was talking about the the money that they're going to make is from their performance bonuses is surely going to supersede the Olympic trials prize money by not much. If they're splitting it. Oh my God. (laughs) That's math. You said 150, they split it 75. So it's not going to. So what would benefit them each financially more? Well, you're right. I'm not discounting that. I've just made a a mention that it's not superseding by much. It's okay to say stuff like that. So you're right. The the bonus that they get for from their sponsor is but, going to. But Jeremy, what they're doing is guaranteeing it's it's like being the last two people in a poker, and they they say, "Well, listen, like why why don't we just split the pot?" 
how many people do that at the World There's Series? There's a lot of, of people that do that, Jeremy. At the World Series of Poker? Oh my god. This is why don't we just move on? Because this is moving nowhere because you are a no, fucking wet blanket. You are a wet blanket. <laughs> Brad. You're I a wet blanket that, and a wet towel. Everything I, that's wet and uncomfortable, <laughs> including underwear. That's what you are. Uh, Socks. That's pretty miserable, too. Um, look, I'm just trying to make sure that people understand what you're saying. No, it seems like you just can't grasp the concept. I can grasp it perfectly fine. I'm quite capable of grasping. I'm grasping at straws as we speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. All right. So let's talk more about the men's race, though, because the men's race wouldn't be what the men's race was without. Who, Jeremy? I know, that's why I'm asking you. I don't have my notes in front of me. I didn't, I didn't watch, but that, that guy. He oh, had a mustache. Who was he with? Uh, he was Asics? No. Who was he with? Hanson's Running that, Project. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Which so is Brooks. sponsored by Brooks, right. Okay, yeah. I knew it wasn't a big, big brand. Uh, and I'm drawing on absolute brain fart because I feel like I've just been arguing you, with you the whole time <laughs> over no, nothing. That guy, that guy, he uh, he really made the race, right? So he just was it took it Patrick? out. Was it Patrick? Mahomes? No. So Patrick, uh, start Patrick the start Zach fish? Panning. <laughs> you were way off. Well, Patrick and Panning is actually pretty damn close. So I won. Samsonite. That's what you're like right now. Zach Panning made the entire race. He did. He uh, he threw in a major surge and just kept it kept it going. Like, well, I so think it was from mile five. He just pretty much started obliterating the field. Yeah, and just dragged it out. And, and he what, stayed he stayed for until like twenty one. He was crushing. So, what do you think of his racing tactic? I think on that day he felt he needed to take it out. Well, first because did he have the standard standard in order to get in? Nope. So he would have to do something special anyway. So like on that day, you have to, you have to lay it on the line. If that's your dream, you have to do it. So that's what he did. Like he took it out to a point where he would qualify on time plus his potential spot. So I appreciate it. Well, I think the reason you, you take it out like that and just go for absolute broke is a chance that they run the, a standard to get the third spot and you're basically assuming okay like whoever is following me is just going to beat me yeah but you never like in a race like as long as the marathon you just never know just never know what can happen people were dropping like flies yeah there's one and there's one because it was so warm and so hot warm and disgusting humid okay but so speaking of like what was the guy? What the hat guy? The, the hat guy. Wow. You've really invested a lot into this episode. I, I mean, know. when when people come prepared, <laughs> you good things happen. You weren't prepared. Well, one, I watched the race. Brett, I couldn't watch it. You could have watched a replay. 
I watched the highlights. I put in, I, I watched an hour's worth of highlights. That's not, what, which one is that? Armless Palmer. Palmer. Huh. So Clayton Young, who finished second. Yes. He had hats. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. Yes, he had hats. You're welcome. He had multiple hats that he was then wearing that, and discarding. That's what happens when you add an S to the to, to the back of hat. It makes a it plural. Plural. So there's multiple. There's right. more than one. Yes. And so he was taking his ASICs hat, putting them on, and then whoosh, tossing them off. That sounded really foul, Brad. Why? Tossing it off. Oh my God. <laughs> And so he said in a post-race interview in front of the amphitheater that my dad built. Dad built. He, uh, they were asking about all of his hats because he was saying anybody that found like found his discarded hats, reach out to him, send him a DM on it on social media, and he'll. Uh, I don't know what he did for them. Sign the hat, or who knows. And then he said, "What he found is there's a." a rule uh, for marathons where uh, the elite bottles can only be, I think it's like 12 inches high and then a certain width. And so yeah. he found his, it looked like their, uh, his nutrition bottles were pretty, pretty dang small. It almost looked like a little, uh, like a, a, what you would hang up in, an, in a hamster cage. Oh, okay, so it even yeah. had like the little tube on it. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And so uh, he found that he could fit that into an aluminum bottle, then put water in there, then put a cat, uh, base his, the hat that he was wearing on top of his nutrition bottle in the aluminum bottle, in the water, put a top on, freeze them. And he said it took about 19 hours until it was thawed out. And uh, in that he could drink both the nutrition and pull the hat out of it. Huh. So I think I you have, there's a time limit. I think it's like 24 to 19 hours is the latest you can drop off your water bottles for nutrition. Yeah. And then he would go at each aid station for the nutrition. He would then undo the the top of the aluminum bottle, toss off the top, the, the uh, top, pull out the yeah. cap, put it on to cool himself down pull out his high, his nutrition bottle and keep going. That's which called thinking. Something That's I've never, smart. ever heard of before. So no, when you're not used to, I mean, where do they train, Brad? They train up north. I watched a couple of their training videos. Oh, really? They train up north. Wow. Yeah. And preparation no for kidding. the marathon. And I didn't was, know no. that. I mean, I, I honestly thought that they, they trained out west in Utah. Well, that's north and west, yeah. Well, up north isn't has nothing to do with the west. I would know the northwest. <laughs> it is not the northwest. The northwest is like Seattle. It's the middle northwest, Brad. Come on. I don't know that any, this. You, you are really a wet blanket today. I mean, it is awful. Not on my game today, and I apologize for that. I had to work really hard today. So I'm not. 
Hold on. Great. So one, they train in Utah, which is yes. just west. And north of me. It's at altitude. So, but there's no way That's that they north. didn't. One, they both said that they did sauna sessions, like ad nauseum for months in preparation yeah. for this. And they went to Orlando, I believe something like six weeks before the race. So let's not say it's not like they flew in the day before, like they flew in That's Friday. It's probably what they did. Though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you have to look, you bring the cold with you. So you're like the water bottle. <laughs> we, we are we are taking way too much time on the top two runners. I mean, this has become outrageous what you've done to this podcast today. I mean, anyway, so, so look, it was cool to see that's being thoughtful is all I'm trying to say. I'm not sure thoughtful, creative, maybe thoughtful was him letting Connor Mance win. Wow. That was thoughtful. But was it? You just said that it was only thoughtful in the, in regards to the mon- monetary situation that they're about to uh, you know embark on. So it, it, they're going to embark <laughs> on this <laughs> monetary journey. <laughs> this journey of through the the you know they're about to be billionaires because of this when they go and win okay. the, the Olympic marathon gold medal. Oh my god! Enough already. So, but anyway, wh- I thought. Wait, was it the same guy? Okay, so what was the guy's name who took it out like a like a crazy man? Zach Panning. Yeah. What did was it also that I saw that he would run on a treadmill with heat lamps like blaring on his face? Just only heat lamps at his face. <laughs> well, and like super high humidity had like humid humidity going, like the heat lamps are on him, high, like going on like a treadmill, like maybe maybe. I don't know. I, th- I thought that was I thought that was that guy. He's so part of Hansons way. and they spent two months in Orlando pre race. Yeah, but they it, it, you have to have more than that. You need to just prep your, like you need to live in a place like that for years. Years, if not decades. Obviously, that's not the case because the two winners don't have never lived in Florida. They did for 6 weeks. You just said years. Look, they're uh, they're superhuman. That's all I'm saying. There was almost next to no people from Florida in the race. It's because Florida sucks. But so it's talking about panning. That was pretty cool though. And then he just he just blew up running five thirties, five forties last miles. So one, when he stu- when he fell off of the lead, Connor Mance came around and you could see him talking to him and telling him to tuck behind him and Clayton Young, saying, you know, like they admitted so after the race that they were telling him just like tuck in and hang on for as long as you can. Like you got us to here. You broke this apart. We'll do everything possible to get you to the finish line. And it was really weird because you saw them actually like wave them, wave Zach Panning into place. And then Zach Panning just stayed on the complete opposite side of the road. I think once you're physically and mentally broken, like, I don't know. I mean, I know I've gotten to a part where I've just been done and there was just nothing. I knew there was no coming back. It wasn't, he still had five miles left. Like that's, that's a long time to, to try to just latch on and hang on. So I think at that point you just kind of. But why would you, you try to latch with, on at all? I, I think you start to just kind of feel sorry for yourself a little bit. I mean, that might be a part of it. I know, I know that, that feeling well, 
like you still feel sorry for yourself and don't want anybody's help and you're just like whatever dude I'm just gonna suck it up for the last five miles just suck I, I didn't get that impression at all from his post-race conference. Well, you you are not him like I am. He oh, and I gotcha. are very similar mentality-wise, I believe. I honestly feel like you're – today you're going out of your way to sabotage this podcast. You've I'm become not trying to sabotage. You've become a Bobcast saboteur. <laughs> Bobcast saboteur. No, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sabotage anything. I think – Today was just really stressful, and I apologize. Okay. I think you need to apologize to our listeners. I apologize, listeners. <laughs> I had a hard day. I'm not one. I'm not like an extrovert, and I had to be ex- really extroverted today. So, <gasps> yeah. I mean, it takes a lot out of you to go and do stuff like that. It's like a performance I had to do for like six hours. So did you just act like our intro for six hours? <laughs> it, it was crazy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Roper, <laughs> they're trying to shake your hand like this. No, but you know, to be on top of your game to people who have more experience than you, and I always feel under like just like a lesser person than they are, regardless of if I've been doing it for fifteen years or four years, like I have three years, like I have been. So it was fine. It was just a lot. So I apologize. Part of it is me being tired from being like this. Part of it is that I didn't like run today, probably. So let's get back into it was quite Sorry, creative that yes. Leighton Young used this. Before the race, I see a lot of people using ice vest, including your favorite Galen Rupp, to pre-cool their body before the race. So yep. to do that in the race, I thought was cool. And then yeah. Zach Panning. What did he finish? He, I think he finished top 10 still. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he, he definitely, like, faded strong, but he, they were so far into the race. You know, there, there weren't that many people who were that close, so. And it seems top like. 10, it's pretty good. One of the other things that I noticed, so Leonard Career, Career yep. finished third. Yep. I'm pretty sure by the sounds of it that he's getting in. So it's either that another American has to run the 208A standard and then he gets in, which is just a weird scenario. So or weird. or the world rankings that come out, the last world rankings before the Olympic trials. If America has another runner ranked somewhere in the top 60 or something, they'll get their third place. Huh. So I'm I'm kind of is he still going regardless as like an alternate then? Or would he would not be able to do that anyway? I don't know. Because, you know, the women have four going. They no, they don't. Spots. They have an yes, alternate. That's what I'm saying. They've got three women and an alternate. Okay. So are they taking, if, they, if he does not get in on his own accord, will he go as an alternate as well? Well, I assume because they would still take pictures of the fourth person in the U.S. Olympic garb. In case they get three. So maybe they've got essentially two alternates at this point. So, or would they take the person who is the next fastest? Because no, were there, was the, were it's the, all placing. Huh? That's just so weird. So I, you know, that the men's race I thought was, was pretty exciting, but you could pretty much tell 
as soon as Zach painted, like when it got down to three people, like you pretty much knew how the race was going to play out. Like I thought there wasn't really much drama in the race. Connor Mance, bar none, was the the hands down favorite for the entire race. And I'm Clay- sorry, though, like his his young looked super smooth at the end. I bet if it was, if it came down to like an actual race race where they were vying for whatever, I think he would have had had his number that day. Well, I think he had the second fastest time going into the Olympic trials for this cycle. So, you know, I know many people, a lot of people didn't pick him. But just based off of the time, their training partners, their times weren't too dissimilar. Clayton Young probably was the second ranked runner going into that. Yeah. Uh, and so the two of them, like you pretty much knew exactly what was going to happen, that Zach Panning was going to like at some point either finish third best case scenario or fade back into oblivion. And he didn't do either of those, but he faded back, just not into oblivion. So where did your what? dude finish? Who's my dude? Wet Tal himself, Galen Who's Rupp. Sixteenth. Okay, that's not bad for a wet towel. He should. I would say. I would say. I. I was honestly impressed that he just didn't bag. Like, what incentive did he have to finish the None. this race? Not incentive. Not one incentive. So like that's I, what they, I was when I was watching some of, one of the. Um, commentators was talking about that like how people especially those people are like potentially vying for a spot not just making it onto the like to the trials and using that as their you know their yeah. race but like potentially making it onto the team like what incentive do they have to like really blow it out if they know they're not going to be on the team anyway well usually the best case scenario is that you aren't 20 miles deep that you're somewhere sooner that you realize you're not in it drop yeah. out save everything that you can so that then you can go for performance bonuses. You know that you're going to be in shape in another, you know, like eight, 12 weeks time. You can go run the Tokyo Marathon. You can run, you know, like yeah. this opens up Boston Marathon for a lot of the runners that dropped or, out. Or you could run an A standard to get the other guy in. You could. Yes. So. Like, I probably wouldn't even go for the Olympic trials qualifier. I would just sit, I would start it, run like a five mile easy run, drop out, and then go find another marathon and just like crush a 206 and some change and get that guy in for the marathon. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's, that, that's an interesting take. Thanks. I thought it was pretty thoughtful. It was, yeah. Very similar to an Instagram post that, uh, that I sent you. Well, I didn't. Uh, which one? Well, I don't want to go over that today. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't, so, I don't know if I haven't seen it. So, what about the women's race? Did you watch the women's race? I watched some of it. Yeah. Your your girl Emily Sisson. It's it's my girl. Then you choose her on your team. I I you know what? Now that you say it, I believe that I did. Yeah. So that was good. I think you had Emily Sisson on your team. So this Fiona O'Keefe yeah. just was a Date. solo picture for the majority, what seemed like half of the race. Debut marathon? Yep, qualified Sprint. through a half, the Houston half marathon. Yeah. And then just throttled everybody. Like I never came them. back, never came no. back, never gave up. But I will say 
like for as anticlimactic as I felt the men's was, the women's did not feel this way despite Fiona O'Keefe being out in front for ha- what seemed like half of the race. You felt like, well, maybe she, maybe in the next mile she's going to fall apart. Maybe in the next mile she's going to fall apart. And she just never, ever relinquished. And she just kept getting faster. Like she was, she like pushing at the end. Like she could have coasted and still won. I mean, she, um, in fairness, she only won by 32 seconds. Yeah, but if she would have, if she would have backed it off 15 seconds or 10 seconds the last, you know, two or three miles, she would have been like, it would have been closer, but potentially still winning it. So I don't know. She just was pushing, 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 which was cool. They said that one of her miles was like a 509. Um, well, you, she was being chased by Emily Sisson. Yeah, it's true. So she never looked over her shoulder, which was probably nope. a smart move. Uh, Emily Sisson is the American <laughs> record holder. In the marathon? In the marathon? Yeah. Huh. It was pre- previously Kira Diamato. That's right. Yeah. And Kira it was then. A lot. Yeah. And then it was broken by Emily Sisson. Like what is it sitting six at now? weeks later? Do you know? I don't. Is it two eighteen? Well, I mean, faster than two nineteen. Two eighteen. Some change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's a far cry from the freaking world record. It is. So I'll I'll get I'll come back around to a couple of these pieces, but some some interesting pieces here. Then Dakota Lindworm finishes third. Yep, third. Which seems like I can't believe that anybody pre-race was talking about Fiona O'Keefe or Dakota Lindworm. No, not at all. They were so, just mentioned when I was watching the recaps. They were just mentioned and being in that top group. They were still talking about Sarah Hall. They were still talking about uh, D'Amato. They were still talking about those those athletes. Um, obviously Emily Sisson, but those other two girls were not mentioned except for in passing. Yep. Until until it became apparent that they were doing something special. So then, uh, fourth place, Jessica McLean, unsponsored yep. athlete. Yeah. Pretty wild. Fifth place, Sarah Hall in a new Masters U.S. record for the marathon. 40. Yep. So new Masters record of 226.06. So what was the, so I know the Olympic trials record was broken by O'Keefe. Fiona O'Keefe, yep. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Emily broke it as well. Did the third place person break it too? Because I think it was 225 and some change. I don't know what it was, 225 and what change, though. Um, I mean, Dakota Lindworm, uh, it went 22, 22, 10, 22, 42, and 225.31. Yeah, I think that would, she was, I don't know, probably on the cusp of breaking it if she didn't. But that's pretty remarkable stuff at a, in a, you know, a hot day like it, like it was, obviously. Um, for two like unknowns to come with like break it and then come within striking distance if she didn't break the the old one. Like that's pretty remarkable. Yep. And then uh a couple of noto so Kira Diamato dropped out. Des Linden, yep. who's always a good story, finished eleventh still, which is pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh it was yeah, Des Linden did. Uh it was um Molly Seidel who did not end up running she didn't run at all yeah yeah and she was the bronze medalist and finished second in the olympic trials the last cycle yeah she's so, i just love watching her run 
And I want to give a, a shout out to Jenny Simpson from Orlando, Florida. Went to Oviedo High School, which was a rival of my Lake Brantley High School. And a uh-huh. little known fact, it's well known in the in the running circles, in the running community. But a little known fact, world nationwide, I should say, the U.S. Olympic trials are, I guess, a worldwide event. But it, it's near and dear to the to the U.S. citizens. Both Jenny Simpson and yours truly are Seminole Athletic Conference champions. The both of us in the 1600. <laughs> Way to attach yourself to her shooting star. Way to go. I mean, it's just something that ties us together. It, it makes her near and dear. She's someone Brad. that I always root for. I go, look at that fellow Seminole Athletic Conference champion. She and I just tearing it up. Brad. I could do the same thing with Alan Webb. Alan Webb and I are not in the same conference, but the same state. I raced against him a number of times, not in college. I know, but were were you guys both the same conference champions? No, but I raced against him and we hugged each other one time. Huh. You hugged him? No. (laughs) (laughs) I did get to, one of my buddies did race him in the 16 and gave him, not really a run for his money, but kind of. I doubt he gave him a run for his money. He ran 419. My buddy ran 419, and he, I think he ran 411. So, so. can we talk a little bit about uh, shoes quickly? So Connor Mance wearing the Alpha Fly 1s, just tossing aside the new, brand new Alpha Fly 3s, the world record-setting Alpha Fly 3s for the original Alpha Flies. What works for him, though, right? So not everybody's going, like you even say, Brad, that... Not the technology doesn't necessarily like affect the people the same way, right? So he probably but, has done his due yep. diligence to figure out what works best for him. Well, he said he just didn't. He got them late in his training cycle, and he didn't even want to put them on essentially because he was already comfortable in what he was wearing, and that was it. So he I mean, felt like works. there was nothing, nothing to even try to change. Emily Sisson, who's a New Balance athlete. New Balance just released what I sent to you, the Super Comp Elite V4. That's Didn't crazy wear them. That they are out of everything except for a size 10 to eat. I think that's saying something. That people with wide feet want them because that's the only thing we can get. <laughs> yeah. So Emily Sisson didn't even wear their new super shoe. Yep. So she wore, oh. I guess it's a shoe that's coming out in the fall called the uh, SC Pacer. So huh. she likes a lower stack height, and I guess they then they did something like she basically it was a lighter shoe than their than their like top end super shoe. Just uh, wore something completely different than like essentially what they promote. Yeah, I mean she knows again what again what works best for her body. I'm sure New Balance spent a lot of time with her. Yeah, you know figure that out too. And then another piece that I found interesting are the army team. Yeah. So had, I think they had four different kits. I so like too. different, third, different place, colors, etc., and yeah. different sponsors. Huh? So I saw one, 
one kit with Asics branding. And obviously Asics shoes. And then the rest of them were Nike. And then they had like four different iterations of Nike singlets. Huh. That is a little odd. It is. Huh. I wonder why they wouldn't just be like a cohesive unit. If you're part of like Army, then you are whatever sponsor that all of them are. Well, because I assume Nike doesn't take money from any of the companies. So it's just whatever the athletes like. Yeah, I guess so. So, or it could be that there's, I don't know, would they be training in different areas? They possibly could be. You know, you're just repping the United States Army. It's not like you're necessarily like Brooks Hansen or anything where you're training from one specific facility. Right. Um, And well, uh, O'Keefe, Puma. Well, and and Dakota. Are they both? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Puma. I know it's Puma, but I like to say Puma because I'm from Great Britain. Puma. <laughs> like Jaguar. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the, that, look, they obviously put something together for those ladies. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? Did you see O'Keefe's? Did you notice on her bib, it looked like she was blood? It was blood. What from? She had, I guess, in her sports bra, she had her energy gels that that was uh, rubbing. And so that was actual blood on her bib. Yeah. Could you imagine? Can you imagine the shower after that? (laughs) That's the worst. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Sounds unpleasant has to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think that she might not do that one again. Yeah, I mean, shame on Puma for not having, like, something made for women to carry sports gels. Yeah. Like, on their on their bottoms? Anywhere. On candidly. their tops. Get them in the armpit, so you have to run like this? Everywhere. Like out with your, with your arms out? Uh, could fix a nutrition <laughs> hat. <laughs> I mean, where you have it, like, it's just like a bucket. And you just have it there and it has straws coming in. You just. Yep. That's right. Like they do. Kind of like they do with the, like, with the beers, the beer hat. I, I, I knew where you were going with it. Yep. Yeah, but I, maybe the other people didn't. So I, I don't be, take our audience for idiots. I've met a lot of so, these people and they all seem pretty sharp. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who, what team do you think has better chances at the 2024, is it Paris Olympics? Yep. Which team do Men you think or has women? Yep. Just performance. Doesn't even matter, like, as far as, like, medals. Obviously, medals count if they get medals, but, like, just overall performance. Who do you think is going to So, let's out? see. Last running cycle, um, no men medaled, but, um... Why am I drawing a blank in her name? You just brought um, uh, from Notre Dame, who won the who? Oh, Molly she, Seidel. Molly Seidel won the bronze. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah. And so, like, so how are we looking at which team is better? Just who's going to have the highest finisher, men or women? 
that and like I guess we could take an average as well. Well, you can't like, if the men only have two runners. Top, well, you just do the top two. We'll just do the top two. Unless they get a third in, and then we'll do yeah. The so top if you three. take the top two, men are going to win. I think either you way think you so. skin. Yeah. Huh. So I think it's going to be like if you had to rank it, Emily Sisson is going to have the best chance. Like if you were betting on this, Emily Sisson is going to have the best chance to be the highest on the like on the finishing list of the women. Why wouldn't so the person she, who won the marathon trials be that person? Well, the same thing happened last year or last Olympics. You can't apply that. You can't apply that. There, there is no like, there's no statistical like correlation there. Just because the, it happened once doesn't mean it's going to continue to happen. Okay, so you can do this at a lot of events. Okay, so uh, you know, like. There's plenty of times that you win the Olympic trials and then you don't do as well in the Olympics versus the second sure. place. Yeah. So and Emily you, Sisson yeah, I mean, right. Emily Sisson has world championship experience repeatedly. Yeah. So the Olympics is not going to be anything new for her. Right? She's but the marathon Olympics she, will be because it'll be the first time for her to do the the marathon. Okay, so but she's re- she's the American record holder. She's uh-huh. run multiple marathons. The winner of this Olympic trials, this was her first marathon. Yeah, but isn't she younger than Emily Sisson? And don't you always say that age takes a part of the racing? It does, but I think the Olympics is is more like, can you get lucky at the Olympics and just blow it out with no experience? Possibly. I think so. Well, why I, ask my opinion if you're just going to then argue I, about every single one? I'm, I, because that's what you ask an opinion about is so that you can like hear argue? their opinion and tell them that they're dumb. Oh, I, di- I didn't realize <laughs> that. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's Let, I'll remember that. Asked. I'll remember oh, that. You and always so, tell me I'm stupid. And so I think the men have the best chance. So if you're ranking the top two, Clayton Young and Connor Mance have the best chance to finish highest on the podium versus two American women. And with that, I don't think that Emily Sisson has an outside chance of even meddling where I think Connor Mance has an outside chance of meddling. Huh? See, I'm going to take the opposite. I think that, I mean, I, I love Connor Mance. I think he's just a tough kid, like just from watching him race in college and now, like he just seems to be able to find a way to push through whatever pain he's in. Because he always he always looks like he's in pain. Like he's just one of those guys who just always looks like he's in pain, just the way he runs. Just looks like he's like constantly like fighting against himself. But I just I don't know. I'm like excited for some young female runners to come up and just like surprise the people just like Molly did last last Olympics three years ago. So Molly Seidel coming out of college was an extremely I'm, decorated NCAA runner, including a multiple-time national champion. I'm aware, Brad. I'm aware. And is that, that the same you this year? You can't take away what they just did, though. They're running 222 in the conditions that were run. You can't take away from that. I, I realize it. But Fiona O'Keefe, I believe, ran at Stanford and was a multiple-time All-American. 
not a multiple-time national champion. But it's still good. It's not like they're coming from nothing. It's not like he's a a complete no-name. Nobody said that she was. But so, like, so, so but she wasn't even one of the American. favorites. She wasn't even one of the favorites coming in, and now you think maybe she's going to be a favorite at the Olympics? Why not? She just threw threw down a race. Maybe she's peaking at the exact perfect time. Maybe well, then you she, can say the, the same sense. thing about Dakota. You could, but she was three minutes behind. And then at that point, you could make it for fourth place, the unsponsored girl. If she happens to get in the Olympics, you could say, well, she might medal. You could. I don't know. I just don't want to. I, I, first, I don't think, I think if you are a decorated co- collegiate athlete, that speaks volumes, even if you are not the champion. There can only be one champion in, per race, per year, right? So you can't just say only champions will become good runners afterward. Just okay. You just, you just, you just completely threw her under the bus. You said, nope. Stanford, she was only an All-American, no national champion. She has no chance. Come on, dude. So on the men's side, both men finishing 1-2 are both national champions at the collegiate That's level. That's right. That's right. And does that mean anything? <laughs> that they're good runners. Yeah. <laughs> so all it is is you just have to be a good runner and you can be an Olympic champion. Yeah. Why do you have to be a champion to be a champion? Well, because it's part and parcel of the name, first and foremost. Well, I'm like about, you, I, I'm talking about an NCA champion. Why does you have to? Why do you have to be an NCA champion in order to be a medalist? You don't. I would. I would beg to say that most people who are medalists. I don't know. I can't say that because that's probably not true. There probably is a little correlation there, but I don't think it's definitive. Well, you know, we're now completely out of time. But one of the things that I did want to bring up. So the men's field has been consistently for a number of years, somewhere around the 150 mark of runners. Yeah. In the 2020 Olympics. Was it 2020 or 2021? 21. It was 21 because of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah. So that Olympic trials, same number of men, 511 women. Maybe I'm off just a little bit, but it was 511 women. The cutoff at that point to qualify for the Olympics was 245 to get into the Olympic trials. They ran it down to 238 for this Olympic uh, marathon trials down to like 140 women. Good. So seven minutes cuts off something like 400 people. Yeah. I think that, like, just think, you know, the harder, the faster you get, the harder it is to get fast. I think, you know, seven minutes is a long time when you're running really, really fast, like these ladies are and these gentlemen are. Um, so to run, like, you're, like, you know, if you run a 206 for the marathon, that's crazy fast. Good luck getting a 201. It's only five minutes, but those five minutes you're talking like it's crazy. So that's good. It's good. I think it's going to be, I think I look in 2028, I'm going out to LA to watch the, the 2028 Olympics and we're going to go together. So it'll be fun. 
We can okay. cure on Connor. We can cure on Connor Mint then when he's going to actually level. Okay. Yeah. I think. Do you I know? Corey... Did you see no? Sam Chalanga was one of the favorites going in? I did not see that. Little known fact: Sam Chalanga and yours truly, Big South champions. <laughs> yeah, I was I on that eat... team, Brad. No, I'm saying like in track and field. When were you ever an individual Big South champion? I never said anything about an individual. What? When were you a Big South champion? Distance medley. Oh, uh, yeah, I could have been that, but then we got screwed over big time. Were you there for that race indoor? Nope. Did you Did you hear about it? Yep. Fucking hell, dude. There, there goes another six thousand dollars. Uh-huh. Six, we were going to make 6K off of this. Just plus. that last moment, they were talking about... Th- this is called t- weaving the whole story together and how the Brigadie Brobobs are part integral part of the running culture. Sam Chalanga, national champion. Big South champion. Brad Lang, Big South champion. But not Never qualified for nationals. <laughs> but never individually. <laughs> he might have been a DMR champion. I don't know. Yeah, but you were never individually. <laughs> Who was on your team for that DMR? Um, Growly? Growly. Um, who ran our 800? It might have been, it might have been Matt Kelleher. Huh. And our 400, I believe, was, uh, was Rod. Okay. We, uh, when we got beat, it was me for the 800 leg. I went like, I, I don't know what it was about that day, but I was running out of my mind that day. Um, but I only ran 600 of the, I was going to say it was probably easy to only, your time must've been blazing fast for, I went through, like, I, like I went through the 600 and 124 and some change. I was rolling and I felt awesome. Like I was rushing that day. Um, Chris, I don't remember what his last name was, was our miler. And they ended up running an extra lap to make up for the lap that I didn't run. But we all got DQ'd because, you know, we handed off early because we were like the mile leg was shoved out onto the track a lap early by the officials. And then when they figured it out, they're like, oh, oh, you last two, come here, come here. That's not right. So the last two places got first and second and nobody else got anything. So that was a lot of fun. And I can't remember who ran R12. Was it? Dan, possibly? It wouldn't make it would make sense if it was Dan. Well, that's the first leg. Yeah, it would make sense if if Dan was the first leg. I don't know who our who ran our four, our quarter mile. Twelve hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, sixty. Yeah. But I was rolling that day. I just remember how good I felt. I know. I don't know. I guess that's something you'll never have in common with Sam Chalanga like myself. You're such a douche. Such a douche. <laughs> you know, you have to latch on to other people's, like I said, rising, rising stars. No, it's stuff. just something like when I see these people out in public and they come up and they go, Brad, couple of, couple of Big South champions. And I go, yeah, well, I mean, you're a little better than me, but we do have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little better than me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You beat Galen Rupp in a kick at the NCAA championships in cross country. And yeah. I I watched it. 
But the one thing you'll never take away from us is Big Seth champions. At the same time? No, he was much younger than me. <laughs> you can say that about anybody. He was a big well, I, I'm not the same age as uh, Jenny Simpson either. We're just both Seminole Athletic Conference champions no, in the 1600. I thought you were talking about you happened at the same time. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, just Oviedo is in the Seminole Athletic Conference, which was my high school athletic conference. <laughs> So no, but when Is when I was a, you? she's not she's younger than you. Younger, yeah. so she um, she's so old that, though. Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. I thought she would be like closer to forty. Nope, one of okay. the greatest NCAA runners in history. That's right, University of Colorado. Colorado, and a Seminole Athletic Conference champion, just like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so I wasn't a Virginia State champion, but I was a Virginia All-State runner. And Alan Ooh. Webb was a Virginia State runner. He was a Virginia State champion. So, like, at the same time, at the same meet, as a matter of fact. So, I've got that, too. That's great. The former it doesn't uh, sound American Record Mile champion. He was, I ran he was, in his first college cross-country race. He was pretty good. His first college cross country race was at Winthrop University. Was it really? A big yep. what is it? Big South? It wasn't Big South. What was it called? Great American. Great American Cross Country Festival. Yeah. With Michigan. Yep. And Nate yep. Brennan, who's a local coach in Ohio now. Here in Northeast huh. Ohio. Huh. Small world. Super I mean kind of like kind of like me, Sam and Jenny Simpson. It is a small world, Jeremy. But you know, you know what it is, is like when you get to a certain level, the world becomes a lot smaller, you know, like, I mean, that's completely true. Right. So like, yeah, you think how many, how many 1600 meters Seminole Athletic Conference champions have there been? I mean, there's not many and me and Jenny are two of them. What did you run for your championship time? <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> did she? Did did her time beat your time? Because I know she was like a sixteen hundred meter kid. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I just know <laughs> that we're both on the wall. Were I you don't know what four, wall? Were you sub four twenty five? No, no. It was. <laughs> I think we went out. I want to say somewhere around eighty seconds. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Wow. Like, do you like remember Barbara. do you remember the pen relays where they uh like they got the batons and just literally practically yes. walked? Yes. And the Villanova kid ended up out kicking uh what was the favorite team at that point? I can't remember. Oh, it was King Cheseret. Oh, that's right. Yeah. From Oregon. Yep. And uh the kid from Villanova ended up out kicking him in the last hundred. So that was essentially our race. Like it went out excruciatingly slow. Uh, I remember it just being an absolute mess. And uh, when I was in high school, a freshman, the senior who was like the number one runner, a guy named Danny Hilly told me, listen, like every race, 
just make sure you're the like if you can be the first one to 200 you'll figure out a way to win and uh and so that like basically the entire race came down like we kind of crawled into the last lap and uh in the back stretch i made it to the 200 first and just kind of held everybody off i believe huh. i believe it was a 436 so you guys really dropped it down though from yeah from, our, five, our, from 520 pace to 436 yeah last lap was 61 huh look at you fancy pants i don't know i i don't agree with the if you make it to the first like first at 200 cuz i've seen people go absolutely backwards <laughs> i don't i would never give that advice that was just the advice that like that he gave i you. lived high school by <laughs> that if you can make it to the 200 and every race that i won i was the first one of the 200 see i was the exact opposite i was always like the person coming like wide around the the cur- i know you're not supposed to run, run wide around the curves but i would like be the person who's like just content to chill and just crush the last 150 that's so. fun yeah, it was a lot of fun. Can't well, do that anymore. But, you know. Jeremy, this is it. Sayonara. Good. This has been a long one. Catch you later, bud. Love you, dude. <laughs> See you, bud. Hey, love you, man. <laughs> later.